Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, we are right in the middle of the days of summer. I hope your uh, things are going well. This is a vacation time and the time we all take breaks. I'm looking forward in a few weeks to uh, uh, taking a vacation myself. I normally take uh, vacation time uh, uh, in December around Christmas time. Then I take some time during the summer and generally get together with my family. We go somewhere and and uh, and uh, get together. So hope you're uh, enjoying your summer. But you know what? We never take a vacation from the things of God. We take the Lord with us wherever we are, whatever we're doing, and wherever we go. We, you know, we can't afford to uh, take a take a break from spiritual things because our enemy has an uncanny way of seeking to make inroads into every area of life. So we have to resist him. You know, First Peter 5, 8 tells us to be ever on our guard, be watchful, because our, ever, our adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. So in the middle of, of summer, stay in the Word, keep your faith built up, and expect God uh, to uh, minister life to you and then through you. I'm right in the middle here of a series of podcasts where we're addressing the subject of healing by faith in God's Word. I want to continue that vein today. It's going to take some time for us to get through the subject of healing because there's so, so much to say about it. Uh, The goal again that I have is that your faith is increased and that you begin to live by faith in God for the healing and health of your physical body. Uh, and let me say this, I've said this so many times, and um, it, because it's true, there will never be a time in your life, on this side of heaven, that you do not need faith uh, for healing, either for yourself or for someone else. That's the reason we need to keep our faith in God for divine healing built up. And so my encouragement, start exercising faith in God's word where you are. And your faith will increase. And, uh, you know, um, we start, anything starts small. And if you just do the small thing and keep doing it, doing it, doing it, it grows. It's that way with every area of life. And it's that way with believing God to answer prayer, believing God to uh, heal your physical body of uh, illnesses and diseases that that seek to attach themselves to you. So again, start exercising faith in God where you are, and your faith will increase as you exercise it against the circumstances of life. As we get further uh, into this subject of divine healing, we're going to get very practical so as to uh, see exactly how to exercise faith for healing, how to know where your faith is right now, and then what practically to do as you trust God uh, for the healing of your body. So what we're doing here at the beginning, just wanting to lay a foundation uh, to set the premise that it is the will of God to heal us and that our uh, healing uh, is available in the atonement of Christ. So in the last podcast that I did, uh, we looked at the Day of Atonement. The Old Testament showed how two goats, the one slain for sin and its blood, offered to cover the sins of Israel for one year. And then, secondly, there was the scapegoat 
who had the sins of Israel imparted to him, typically by the laying on of hands of the high priest. And, and then he was let go in the wilderness. And that scapegoat bore Israel's sins, carried Israel's sins in the same way Jesus bore our uh, uh, sins and sicknesses as well. Uh, in, in the same way the scapegoat bore in type the sins of Israel, Jesus bore our sins and sicknesses by mediation and sacrifice. So one more time, let's look back at Isaiah 53. We've looked at Leviticus 16 last time in detail and uh, just mentioned what happened there uh, here. So let's go back to Isaiah 53 and read that in the light of Leviticus 16, which if you didn't listen to the last, last podcast, go back and listen to the last one and uh, and you'll see all of the information about how how. Isaiah 53 and, and Leviticus 16 parallel in showing that Jesus took our sins as the, as the goat uh, let go in the wilderness, uh, took the sins of Israelites into a solitary place. That same way Jesus' sacrifice not only took our sins, but our sicknesses. Here's Isaiah 53, 3 through 5. This is Bible in basic English. Men made sport of him, speaking of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, turning away from him. He was a man of sorrows, marked by disease, and like one from whom men's faces turned away, he was looked down on, and we put no value on him. But it was our pain he took, and our diseases were put on him, while to us he seemed as one diseased, on whom God's punishment had come. But it was for our sins he was wounded, and for our evil doings he was crushed. He took the punishment by which we have peace, and by his wounds we have been made well. I really like that translation, Bible in basic English, but it was our pain, verse 4, he took. Our diseases were put on him, while to us he seemed as one diseased on whom God's punishment had come. See, Jesus, if you could see that in your minds, I Jesus took your sicknesses. So think about all of the debilitating things that people suffer from physically, the diseases, the illnesses, the sicknesses. Jesus became that. Jesus became every diabolical attack of Satan upon the human body so that we could be free from sickness and disease the same way that we can be free from sin. Again, Bible in basic English, a commentary to Isaiah 53, verse 4, Matthew 8, 16, and 17, a supernatural commentary. Here's Bible in basic English. And in the evening, they took to him a number of people who had evil spirits, and he sent the spirits out of them with a word and made well all who were ill, so that the word of Isaiah the prophet might come true. He himself took our pains and our diseases. So one day Jesus was ministering and as people were set free from demonic power, as people were healed of sickness and disease, um, the, the gospel there, uh, Matthew, the gospel writer inspired by the Holy Spirit goes back and ties Matthew 8, 16, 17 right to Isaiah 53 where it says uh, Jesus took our pains and carried our Diseases. Then 1 Peter 2.24, again, Bible in basic English, he took our sins on himself, giving his body to be nailed on the tree so that we being dead to sin might have a new life in righteousness and by his wounds 
we have been, been made well. So Jesus took our sins. And of course, again, in Isaiah, we find out when Jesus took our sins, he likewise took our sicknesses on the cross of Calvary. Here's an excellent example, for instance, from the Old Testament, showing Jesus as our healer based on his sacrifice on the cross. I really like this. It's really, really interesting. I think you'll get a lot out of this. Number 21, 5 through 9, uh, is uh, again, the Israelites were in disobedience to God because of their disobedience. The, uh, a, a plague break out, broke out upon them. And so here is the Bible in basic English, and it says, Numbers 21, verse 5 through 9, crying out against God and against Moses. They said, Why have you taken us out of Egypt to come to our death in this wasteland? There is no bread and no water, and this poor bread is disgusting to us. They were tired of eating the manna that God was providing. Then the Lord sent poisonous snakes. Now, when it says the Lord sent, that means God took his hand of protection off of them. And the enemy was able to make an inroad into their life. You know, when we get into disobedience, we open our lives up uh, to, for the thief to come to steal, kill, and destroy. Here's what happened here. And so it says here, the Lord sent poison to snakes among them, and their bites were a cause of death to the, a number of people of Israel. Then the people came to Moses and said, we have done wrong in crying out against the Lord and against you. Make prayer to the Lord to take away the snakes from us. So Moses made prayer for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, make an image of a snake and put it on a rod. And anyone who has been wounded by the snakes, looking on it will be made well. So Moses made a snake of brass, put it on a rod. And anyone who had a snake bite after looking on the snake of brass was made well. And I love Amplified of verse 9, Numbers 21, 9. Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole. And if a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked to the serpent of bronze, and in brackets, Amplified adds, attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. So here, here are the disobedient Israelites. The disobedience cost them. The enemy came to attack them at their weakest point here, and, uh, and the poisonous snakes bit them. And Moses said, and God told Moses, hey, get you a rod and, and make a, a, a snake of brass that replicates the enemy that was attacking the Israelites who were in disobedience. And when you hold that rod up and they look at that snake, uh, uh, they will be healed because they're, they're putting their faith in me. They're not put, putting their faith in man. They're not putting their faith in other things. They're putting their faith in me. And when they looked at the serpent of bronze attentively, expectantly, see, with a steady and absorbing gaze. You know, if you're not expecting God to heal you, you're not going to get much. And, you know, we get what we believe for. And so we have to, we have, to have our hope in God's word and our faith in God's word that God can do what he said he would do. So, uh, they had to be attentive, they had to be expectant, and then a steady and absorbing gaze. It, it was easy for them to look away as people were talking and as, uh, you know, they may have been a tumult in the distance or, you know, some raucous as people were, you know, doing this or that. But, it, but he said, as long as you keep your eyes on the, on the serpent on the pole, you're going to be healed. 
And the amazing thing, if they could take their eyes off of every other circumstance and put their eyes on the serpent on the pole, the scripture says they were made well. They lived. This is amazing. That serpent on the pole represents Jesus becoming our sacrifice, both for sin and sickness. We're not going to be healed by looking at other things, by our attention being drawn away to the circumstances around us and what other people are saying and what you can find on the internet and, and what you can look up on Google. No, you're going to be healed when you look with a steady, attentive, expectant, absorbing gaze at Jesus, the Son made sin for you. And when you do that like the Israelites did, you can be healed, sets up the parameters for healing of illness and disease by the Lord Jesus. We know that Numbers 21, this is excerpt where Moses made the, prayer, made the uh, snake on a pole. We know it's speaking of our redemption in Christ and what Jesus did for us because, because Jesus himself mentioned it. This is amazing. John chapter 3, verses 14 through 16, New Living Translation, says, And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, watch, and that's taken straight from Numbers, Numbers 21, as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So they, clearly, when Jesus said this, wow, can you imagine the people who had read the Old Covenant? And you know, of course, Jewish men by age 12, they went through their bar mitzvah. They had to be able to quote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. So they knew these stories well. And when Jesus talked about the snake being lifted up in the wilderness, and they had read that excerpt many times of the Israelites' disobedience and the subsequent uh, poisonous snakes that bit them, and, and Moses, you know, putting the snake up on the pole. And when Jesus said that, don't you know it blew the disciples away? Don't you know it blew the people away that knew, that understood Numbers 21 and understood what God said, what, what happened through Moses and what God said would happen if they would just look to the brazen serpent they would live? See, because he's a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus. And, uh, you know, God just, there's a rhyme and reason to every single thing that God does, my friend. And just as the Israelites looked at that snake on the pole, I know it sounds crazy, but see, God just wants a simple childlike faith from us. And if we'll do what God says, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> if we'll do what God says, even though sometimes it doesn't make sense to the natural mind, when we obey God and obey his word, then we glean the benefits from obedience in our lives. And, and this is an incredible thing. They looked on the snake and were healed. And Jesus said, I, if I even I be lifted up like the snake was in the wilderness on the pole by Moses, uh, everyone will be, live, will be saved who believes in me if they just look to me. That's incredible. Friends, the same sacrifice of Jesus that saves you from sin also heals you from sickness and disease. What an incredible thing. I want you to see this, and another illustration of this, that, that uh, sickness and sin are both forgiven and dealt with by the same sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's a New Testament example from Matthew chapter 9, the first eight verses. This is New Living Translation. It says, Jesus climbed into a boat and went back across the lake 
to his own town. Some people brought to him a paralyzed man on a mat. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, Be encouraged, my child. Your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law said to themselves, That's blasphemy. Does he think he's God? Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? Why did Jesus say that? Because he understood that the same sacrifice he was going to make on the cross, his sacrifice for sin on the cross when he was going to be made sin in the future, that same sacrifice would deal with our sins and deal with our sicknesses. Now, Jesus knew that. He, he knew what his sacrifice would provide for us. And so these people, as they brought their friend to be healed, and when Jesus said, whether it's easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk, verse 6, Jesus said, so I will prove to you uh, that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, went home, fear swept through the crowd as they saw what happened, and they praised God for giving humans such authority. See, Jesus did what he did to show us the same faith that receives forgiveness of sin is the same faith that receives healing from sickness and disease. And the same way that you exercise faith in God for forgiveness of sin is the same way that you exercise faith in God for the healing of sickness and healing of disease. Romans 10, 9 and 10. This is New Living Translation. Paul said, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So salvation, how, do we, how are we saved? Apostle Paul tells us very clearly, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. So see, you could say it the same way. If I, if I believe in my heart, that God put my sickness and sin on Jesus on the cross of Calvary. And if I say it with my mouth, I will be healed. And in verse 10, Paul said, for it's by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. So we could say it's believing in your heart that you're healed by God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. So we could say, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are healed. You know, we never live beyond our words. We're saved when our mouth grabs a hold of what we believe in our heart and we say that Jesus Christ is the virgin born son of God who died for my sin, was raised from the dead, and I want him to be my savior. When you say that, you become a child of God. You repent of your sin. You lay your life on the altar in front of God and say, I, you're, I'm, I'm completely yours now, and I want Jesus' sacrifice to be completely mine. You're saved. Well, you know, you do the same thing. Jesus, you took my sicknesses on the cross. I give you my illness. I give you my sickness. I give you my infirmity. I give you my pain, and I receive from you now. Thank you. Oh, Lord, thank you. I receive from you health, wholeness, healing. Uh, and, and that's really important. I don't talk sickness and expect faith to work. Just like I don't talk about how horribly sinful I've been 
and expect forgiveness to work. I've at some point got, got, got to confess not the negative, but the positive of what Jesus did for me. So you can't talk sickness and expect faith to work. There's no congruence there. They, they've got to flow together as one. My words reveal what my heart believes. If I never talk about health, then what am I believing in my heart about my health? If I never talk about what Jesus did for me physically as well as spiritually, what do I believe in my heart? I only know what's in my heart by what's coming out of my mouth. That's the reason I've got to say what I believe. Jesus said it again as I conclude today. Mark 11, 22 through 24, Jesus, his disciples asked him about faith, and he said in verse 22, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. See, that mountain is... uh, is typical of the problem, the situation, the challenge that we have. And Jesus said, if you say to the challenge, be removed, be cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say comes to pass. You'll have what you say. And then verse 24, whatever you ask for when you pray, believe you receive them, then you'll have them. See, if you believe you receive the answer to prayer, then you're going to talk like you receive answer to prayer. So if I've prayed for healing, somebody's laid hands on me, maybe me, I, Pastor Mitch, have prayed for you at church, at our church, Victory Church, or or you've prayed, you can pray for yourself. If you've prayed and asked God to heal your body, the, when you finish praying, you've got to talk like you believe that God answered your prayer. If I believe I received the answer, then I've got to talk like I received the answer. If my talking is different than what I think and believe, then I really don't believe, right? So, so you know, listen, I, over the years, thousands of times, the enemy has attacked my body in all kinds of ways. And then I've been walking with Jesus this year. I'm into almost 47 years of walking with Jesus. And I've overcome thousands of physical attacks of sickness by, by this simple principle. You say, well, this is so simple a child can understand. See, that's the idea. You know, we make things too complicated. We just have to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. We have to believe in our heart that Jesus took our sin, sins. And then when we say that with our mouth, Lord, thank you for forgiving me. I, I trust Jesus' sacrifice. Then we're saved. Do the same thing with healing. Lord, I believe that Jesus took this illness, this sickness, name exactly what it is. If it's a headache, if it's a, it's a cold, if it's the flu, if it's some, some issue that, um, that you know medical science has confirmed is X, Y, Z. Say, you know what, Lord, I believe Jesus took that on his own body on the cross. And I ask you on the merits of the blood of Jesus and his sacrifice for me to heal me of whatever this thing is. And you, tell, you ask him to heal you. And then right there say, Lord, right now I believe I receive healing for this thing in Jesus' name. See, act your faith. Talk your faith. Build up your faith. Turn off all of the negatives. Turn on the positive. Turn on God's word. You know, um, uh, Back and forth of July, I was grilling, and I mentioned this in a recent service. I was grilling 
Um, and, you know, family came and we had, you know, all kinds of meats. I, I grilled on my grill and it was a very hot day and I was sweating and and I just I turned around to get to get one of the tools for my grill and inadvertently touched the top of my grill and you know I was cooking some chicken so it's fairly hot and uh, boy I mean I, I burned my arm really badly my right arm and it you heard the sizzle as my oh, it was so bad as my um, as my sweat uh, hit the hot 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 top of the grill and then of course it burned my arm and uh, you know. I began immediately, I prayed right then and asked God, number one, forgive me for my stupidity of touching the grill. I didn't mean to, but, you know, it's just a human mistake. And I say, God, I ask you to heal my arm. I ask that there would be no infection, and I ask that there would be no scar, but that the natural healing process of my physical body would take place. And then you augment that, Lord, with your supernatural power. So, so right then, see, I exercised faith. I did Mark eleven twenty three. I said, I command all this this pain and uh, the bur- issues of the burn and what it produced with the uh, dermis and epidermis of my skin in Jesus' name be made well. Uh, now, Father God, thank you for healing me. So, so why did I do that? Because now every time I think about my arm and every time I'm looking in the mirror or I can, you know, while I'm looking at you, I just held my arm up. I can see the burn. See, when I do that, the first thing I think about is I prayed. I asked God to heal me. I believe I received my healing. Now I'm allowing the healing power of God to do its work. See, that's what you do. Act on God's word. Don't act on your fears Act on your faith. I had a bump come on my arm. I mentioned this in a recent service. I had a bump, big bump come on my arm, and uh, the enemy con- it was trying to convince my mind that it was skin cancer because I'm out in the sun a lot. I bike a lot, and I exercise a lot, and I work outdoors a lot when I'm not working. I work in my yard and such. And so I've, I've had lots of exposure to the sun, and the enemy said, well, so you got cancer. Skin cancer. I have to cut that thing out, and you're going to have this great big indentation in your arm. And I just told him, shut up. And I said, wait a minute. And I looked at that thing, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I asked God. I cursed the life source of that bump. I cursed whatever it was that caused it. And I said out loud, Lord, I ask you to heal whatever this is on my arm that looks so bad. And everybody can see that it's inflamed. If I have my shirt sleeves up or if I wear a short sleeve shirt, I ask you to heal this in the name of Jesus. Y'all, that was a few weeks ago. And I said, when I did that, I said, Lord, thank you for healing me. And I said, I said, Lord, the day will come. I thank you that I'll look at my arm and that won't be there. And every, and you know what happened every single time? See, every time I looked at my arm, because, you know, you got to bathe and got to groom yourself or whatever, and dress and everything. And you're going to see your arms, obviously. And I could tell whether or not it was there. I didn't look purposely to see if it was there or not. But you know what? Uh, little bit by little bit, as I continued to thank God for healing my arm, y'all, I look at it today, it's gone. Now, see, that's a miracle. See, that's, that, that's incredible. See, God will do the same thing for you because the same sacrifice that Jesus provided for us on the cross where he forgives our sin also heals us of sickness and disease. Exercise your faith today and watch what God will do. God bless you. We'll take this up next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.